Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Giants Super Bowl Victory Parade, it's the 4th and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Pointy, a.k.a. the Sherpa, Jana Kimmel, a.k.a. Jana. How are you this evening, Jana? I'd be a lot better if the Cardinals could score some runs, but we're here to talk about football. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the St. Louis Cardinals, not the Arizona Cardinals, who used to be known as the St. Louis Cardinals. It'd be interesting if, if the Arizona Cardinals were scoring runs, though. That'd be, that'd be something. Well, they, the St. Louis Cardinals might outscore them. I mean, their offense might be more prolific, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. And I hear that uh, Carson Palmer has some trouble hitting the curveball, too. So <laughs> I hope so. We might need to have him pinch hit here in a minute. <laughs> we'll see. So, anyway, we both bet against each other's, or we both uh, picked against each other's teams last week, much to our folly. So your Cowboys are hey, got a nice win over the Eagles. And that worked out pretty well, and the Giants actually won a game, which is cause for celebration, at least in some parts. They might win another this week. It could get crazy. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, all of a sudden, Pittsburgh looks like they might be getting back in that uh, AFC North race, which, you know, is pretty much anybody's race at this point. But uh, what about yeah. all those those injuries uh, this past weekend? I was yeah, it was before not the a show. safe weekend like for the NFL. Half the quarterbacks that are on by this week were named last week, and got some pretty, pretty uh, notable names that are out for the season. Yeah, Sam Bradford went down. Uh, Reggie Wayne both tore ACLs. That was that was awful watching Reggie Wayne go down like that. That was just terrible. Brian Cushing got hurt again, blew out his left knee again, broke his leg. Uh, and of course, Jermichael Finley was in ICU in the hospital with a neck contusion. It looks like he's going to be okay. He's got full movement and all of that, but that was real scary watching him get carted off. There was, there were far too many guys getting carted off. Uh, a lot of concussions. Uh, my boy Nick Foles, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite, went down with a concussion. They're talking about Josh Freeman's got concussion-like symptoms now. He might not start for the Vikings, so it's, like, it's a mess out there. So you're right. We are going to have some quarterback uh roulette going on so we've got minnesota we've got cleveland we've got Mm -hmm. you know obviously st louis is going to have a quarterback change although they're not uh you know so what what do you think um of all the quarterbacks that are going to be taking over any worthwhile fantasy options out there um i'm interested to see who st louis brings in not named kellen clemens i think that could be interesting um Jason Campbell, I mean, it's gonna. Who knows what he's gonna look like? I I kind of like Christian Ponder maybe coming back in Minnesota, but I just uh, it's gonna be a weird week. Well, he had plenty of time to ponder his future last week in oh, that debacle. Did. But did. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't understand a team that has a weapon like Adrian Peterson and then chooses for whatever reason, not to use him. I mean, it's I know they were behind. It's literally the only good thing they had going for their team, and they're like, nope, we're just not going to use this today. Why on earth would you do that? Yeah, I think that that should be a fireable offense itself. But, uh, yeah. yeah so. And uh, Doug Wilson um, Yes, also... hurt his shoulder. He's not going to play on Thursday night. Uh, I'm not excited about that. That, that looked a little scary live. I was not happy. Um, but... It sounds like it's going to be kind of a week-to-week thing, and hopefully he'll be a little healthier come next week. He'll get that longer week to rest. And, of course, it looks like we're probably not going to have Roddy White this week. He's still banged up, even though they just had their bye week. And it's it's kind of a, a very waiver-wire-friendly week, I guess, because <laughs> a lot of guys yeah, are going to need to start. You have to go pick uh, up. <laughs> right, and Terrell Pryor is questionable with an ankle injury, and Oakland, not that many people were starting him, but uh, you're probably not going to go running to the waiver wire for Matt McGloin if he ends up starting, but uh, that could get pretty... (laughs) But on the other hand, RG3, that uh, Washington-Chicago game did turn out to be a shootout, as we had predicted last week. Uh, Yeah, uh, the Cowboys and Eagles, not so much the shootout. We thought it was going to be... (laughs) No, not the shootout. We thought that would be, and even Green Bay, that wasn't the... Yeah. Out that we we thought we might get there, but uh, we'll see. So lots of interesting games on the docket. But before we get started, I just want to get one thing off my chest about the 
schedule makers, I mean, usually you'd figure between the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, and a Monday night game, you would get at least one watchable game out of the three. But Mm-mm. for whatever reason, this week, and I know it's impossible to foretell exactly how bad or how good teams are going to be before the season starts, but Carolina at Tampa Bay is the Thursday night game. You know, okay, yeah, Tampa was, yeah, last year, and Carolina was a little bit better than, yeah, but uh, that's certainly not a stellar matchup. The Sunday night game, we've got um, Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota, obviously, was a playoff team last year, not looking anything close to that. This year, mm-hmm. that figures to be a mismatch. And then the Monday night game is Seattle at St. Louis with whoever they're going to run out there at quarterback, probably Kelly Clemens. But this has to be the the trio, the worst trio of uh, primetime games that I can remember in quite some time. And I, honestly, are, at least one of them will be a good game. But when you just look at the games to, if on you had paper, to pick one to watch, like which would it be? Um, if you had to pick one. Uh, Probably Carolina, Tampa, but that that's you know maybe. I think I'd you know, go. Must, I think I'd go Green Bay, Minnesota. I just don't think Minnesota can muster any offense, but you know. Probably no not, but they always have really good signs. A lot of Brett Favre heat in that stadium. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, Brett Favre signs there for sure. But uh, I'm absolutely not going to watch the Monday night game, though. I mean, that's a, what a train wreck. Well. We'll see. I mean, it should be a train wreck, you're right, but you know, Seattle. Which probably means it'll be like the best game of the week at, our, at the rate we're going. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, I can. I think I mean, <laughs> we're not going too far out on a limb to say that will not be the the best game of the week. But so we why don't we touch not. on the the teams, the six teams? So this is going to be a very, uh, as you said, waiver wire friendly week. So who are the the six? going to be out this week, and who's that going to send us uh, looking to replace on the waiver mm-hmm. wire? Uh, well, it's going to send you looking to replace a good chunk of your team. You've got Baltimore, Chicago, Indianapolis, San Diego, Tennessee, and Houston all on buys, which means you're definitely looking for quarterbacks, uh, defense, probably receivers, and maybe a running back or two. Not pretty. Yeah, there's, definitely there's, tight ends, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, you could almost have a fantasy bye week. You could, uh, much league, like my fantasy those, hamstring the, league. Yeah, the hamstring league. At least you could still have stats for that given week. You know, the, the bye week league. I'm not quite sure how that would work, <laughs> but uh, you know, we could maybe we'll do what we were talking about before the show, and we could just pretend that those teams were playing each other with the players that they had five years ago, and see how that would. The turn fourth out. and inches time warp. I like it. More than inches time <laughs> work league, yeah. Peyton Manning and yeah, Matt Hasselbeck and mm-hmm. you know, lots, lots of good uh, options options this week. So so anyway, why don't we eventually we have to take the plunge, so why don't we start right in. Actually, why don't you tell people first how they can get in touch with us since we haven't done that yet. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, you can always call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can always tweet us uh, at the number 4, THN Inches Show. That's the number 4, THN Inches Show. And, of course, our own Twitter accounts, uh, the Sherpa is fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. The chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. You can always find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. So, of course, if you've got questions about your lineup, you want to vent about your team, you hate the schedule makers, whatever, feel free (laughs) to get a hold of us. (laughs) So, all right, why don't we just start right in on the game the Thursday night game, we've got Carolina at Tampa Bay, uh, the, the first of the three unwatchable primetime games this mm-hmm. week. I'll, I'll say that this one is less than a two-touchdown game. Hopefully Mike Glennon continues his string of relatively impressive performances and losing causes, but I, I don't think I'm going too far out on a limb here. To Actually, Carolina, the way they're playing right now, they might actually be a contender for a wild card spot. I'll say yeah. that they win this game and I'll pick them to win 21 to 10. I'm going to pick Carolina. I'm going to pick it more like maybe a touchdown. 
Um, I like what Tampa Bay is doing. I would love to pick them to upset Carolina since my upset over Atlanta didn't quite work last week. But without Doug Martin, that's just very unlikely to happen. You're going to have a lot more fantasy value on the Carolina side of the ball. So I would say go ahead and start Cam Newton, start D'Angelo Williams. You can start Steve Smith and Brandon LaFell. I like Ted Ginn Jr. as a flex. Um, I'm also comfortable starting kicker Graham Gano and the defense. For Tampa, Vincent Jackson, I, I just don't understand this. Last week, he was, he was targeted 23 times. You heard that correctly, 23 times in yeah. that game against Atlanta. Um, Matt Ryan only threw 26 passes all game. Yeah, well, if he had had if he had Vincent Jackson on his team, obviously that would have been different. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true, or, or maybe not. But for whatever reason, Mike <laughs> Lennon seems to have a crush on Vincent Jackson. He threw the ball. When you figure, so he threw the ball at him 23 times. He only caught only quote unquote 10 of them, but 23 <laughs> targets. You figure if you have the ball roughly half the game, 30 minutes, that's averaging like almost. A, a target a minute, and that's that's pretty yeah. uh, ridiculous. It's pretty but wild. Anyway, he only caught ten of those, but he's he's still worth starting this week, even in a losing cause. The defense, I think, will hold Carolina pretty much in check. Mike Lennon, good second quarterback option, especially if you're faced with guys on bye week. I take a flyer on running back Mike James with Doug Martin out. Uh, Wide receiver Mike Williams, questionable with the hamstring. He's somebody that you want to see if he's healthy. If he is, I think comfortable starting him. Doug Martin out with a shoulder injury. Don't start him. Don't start either of the tight ends. Tom Crabtree is probable with an ankle injury. Tim Wright, rookie who's been playing well, but with Crabtree back, he probably won't get as much uh, playing time. And then kicker Ryan Lindell doesn't belong in your starting lineup either. All in all, not much to recommend watching this game. I just hope nobody else gets a staph infection during the game. That's just not a good scene. They probably have more of a chance of getting a staph infection if they get hurt first and then have to go back to the locker room. But yeah, You never know in Tampa Bay. Weirder stuff has happened. <laughs> players get carted off with broken necks. They'll be sitting upright and saying, no, 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 don't take me to that locker room. Yeah, right. <laughs> Treat me on the field. Just leave me here. <laughs> Right. So, okay, for first of the Sunday games, we've got San Francisco at Jacksonville. San Francisco proved last week that they could go east and, and win a game at Tennessee, but this week they're actually in an early game. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think there's just nope. too big a difference. Even though Seattle has a better record than San Francisco, I think the way San Francisco is rounding into form and the way they're going to get some suspended and hurt guys back, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I just really like them quite a bit. Colin Kaepernick hasn't been quite the force that he was last year yet, but I think he'll improve as the season goes on too. I, in spite of Chad Henney being a big improvement over Blaine Gabbard, I just don't see Jacksonville scoring more than 10 points against San Francisco's defense. I'll say San Francisco 27, Jacksonville 10. I guess I can't argue too much with that. I am excited Chad Henney is going to start again this week over Blaine Gabbard. Jacksonville's finally doing something right. Uh, unfortunately, it's not quite enough. <laughs> For San Francisco, definitely start Colin Kaepernick, start Frank Gore, start Kendall Hunter. I'd start Anquan Bolden, uh, Vernon Davis, and the defense. I don't think this is going to be – they're not going to run the score up here, but it's. I don't think this game's ever going to be in doubt for San Francisco. Yeah, for, for Jacksonville – Charles Blackman, questionable with a hamstring injury. Assuming he's healthy enough to play, he's definitely somebody you want to start. <laughs> Chad Henney, good second quarterback in the week full of uh, bye week replacement. Yeah, needs. when you're down six quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, uh, running back Maurice Jones-Drew. For me, he's nothing more than a flex option at this point. I know he's still mm-hmm. got the, the Q rating, the name recognition, but just – he isn't getting it done for your fantasy team on the field this season, so he's a flex option for me at best. Wide receiver, Cecil Shorts, questionable with a shoulder injury. Mike Brown, those guys are flex options for me. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, flex option. Defense, okay to start. 
wide receivers Stephen Burton and Ace Sanders are both probable with concussions. Don't start either of them. Don't start tight end Clay Harbor and don't start kicker Josh Scobie. They're just not going to score enough points. Can we call them the Jacksonville flex options from now on? No, because I don't think most weeks they're even that. <laughs> I think they're the Jacksonville sitters or the Jacksonville no starts. <laughs> Terrible. Poor Jacksonville. So, all right, on to the next game. I know we're going to disagree on this game because Kansas City hosting Cleveland. I've been a Kansas City fan since I was a wee little thing, but I just (laughs) am not buying what they're doing. I mean, I'm happy for them, and it looks like they'll make the playoffs, but I could definitely see this being a case where either they're, you know, the wild card team because Denver wins the division, which they should, or if Denver's defense continues to fall apart and Kansas City miraculously wins the division and gets a bye, you know, I think, you know, they'll probably host a game the second week of the playoffs and end up getting bounced by some lowly wild card team. But anyway, still Kansas City undefeated. I don't think the 72 Dolphins or the or the 2007 Patriots had too much to worry about. You know, the undefeated regular season record. But I'll I'll pick Cleveland to upset Kansas City here. I think Jason Campbell comes in, plays a good game. I just am not impressed by Kansas City's offense. I think they're one Jamal Charles injury away from being a very ordinary team. I'll pick Cleveland to win this game by a field goal. I'll say Cleveland 20, Kansas City 17. I am not buying what you're selling. I am not in on the Jason Campbell bandwagon. I am still firmly here in the Kansas City bandwagon. Um, granted, can, can I Andy Reid... for a second here? You have to admit <laughs> that they were pretty fortunate to win that game against a pretty banged-up, miserable Houston team. So... I, I, I rest my case that they're just not a very impressive team, no matter what their record. Well, do you do you think this Cleveland team is not banged up and miserable at times? Well, at times, yes, but I think they still have some decent you know, options, especially Josh Gordon, Jordan Cameron, and you know any team that has a running back named Fozzie you have to like. <laughs> I believe Cleveland is a better team than they get credit for, and I believe that I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think it's crazy, but I think it'll happen. I just don't think they're going to beat Kansas City this week. Uh, I I just don't think there's enough there. I think this will be a lower-scoring game for sure. Um, but fantasy-wise, for the Browns, I like Jason Campbell only only as a second quarterback option. Josh Gordon, I'd be comfortable starting. Uh, I'd like him more as a flex, but you've got six teams on a bye, so I think you can start him this week, start Tennant, Jordan Cameron, and the defense, but I'm staying away from everybody else. For Kansas City, the only guys that I want to start are Jamal Charles, wide receiver Dwayne Bow, although he's having a very up-and-down season, more down. Yeah, he and I blame is. Alex Smith for that. Start the defense. Alex Smith, again, second quarterback in a bye week. Wide receiver Donnie Avery, okay, is a flex option. Tight end Anthony Fasano, back. Yeah, he'll, I think he's a decent flex option if you're down a tight end and find them hard to come by in your league. Wide receiver Dexter McCluster, don't start him. Don't start tight end Sean McGrath, and stay away from kicker Ryan Suckup this week. It'll be interesting to see how that game turns out. But I think there are definitely better matchups in the morning, or the, quote, early games. <laughs> it's, maybe that's your morning in the East Coast. But, uh, I wish I wish it was my morning. <laughs> but uh, So, anyway, moving a little bit uh, further north, where the leads are turning, hopefully. We've got Miami at New England. Mm-hmm. New England cheated last week, apparently, at least according to the Jets and the refs, and they still lost. But yeah. uh, this game, I think, also figures to be a pretty close game, but I, New England will get back in the win column here. I'll say New England 28, Miami 20. I am taking Miami to win this. I think they win by a field goal. And I think that this is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the morning. Uh, I I like Miami's offense a lot here. I'm comfortable starting Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to even get nuts and start Lamar Miller this week. This is not something that will normally happen or maybe ever again. But I'm going to do it this week. Uh, I'm going to start Mike Wallace, Brian Hartline. And uh, I like even Brandon Gibson as a flex option. I like tight end Charles Clay and the defense. I'm, yeah. I'm in on Miami this week. Yeah, I, I, I'm I not seeing it, especially Lamar Miller. I think Daniel Thomas, if you're going to start a 
Miami running back would be the one that I would want. But I, again, that's yeah. Only if you're in a league that you know, 32 team league that starts six running backs, then maybe you start one of those guys. But uh, I'm not seeing it. But we'll see. It should be actually. I think you probably pick Miami every week this season. I, I think calling, I probably do. I'm calling homeritis on you on that one. It's weird. I have weird teams that I have like a soft spot for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Kansas City has always been my one of my favorite teams. And I know, and now I, somehow I'm on board. And now and you're on the bandwagon, and I'm just waiting for the wheels I to fall Miami off. I think Miami has here. a lot of potential, and I think their ceiling is a higher is higher than a lot of teams. They just don't always get to it. They're one good running back away from being a real true contending team. Mm. <laughs> Perhaps um, New England. I would start. Tom Brady, running back Stephen Ridley, wide receiver Julian Edelman, questionable with a thigh injury if he's healthy enough to play. Starting tight end Rob Gronkowski, obviously back in the mix after last week. He's listed as questionable again this week with a back injury, but you know, I think that's be, I think that's going to be an every week thing now. Probably that's kind of Rob the Gronkowski's back is the new Tom Brady's shoulder, I think. Exactly. So, but anyway, he's questionable with a back injury and. But if he's healthy enough to play, start him, start the defense. Wide receivers, Kendall Tompkins, Aaron Dobson, Austin Collier are all decent flex options. Kicker Steven Goskowski is okay to start. Stay away from running backs for Garrett Blunt and Brandon Bolden, who's questionable with a knee injury. And unless I really have to say it, wide receiver Danny Amendola, once again, questionable with a concussion. He's, he's turning out to be one of the bigger fantasy busts of the season. It's a shame. I wish that guy could stay healthy for like a whole year and you could see what he could actually do. Well, I wish Darren McFadden could stay healthy for the whole season too, but it's just not happening. Yeah. And, uh, nope. The sooner we accept that, the better our fantasy teams will be. I don't know if I'm ready. Maybe one day I will be. <laughs> All right. We'll start a support group for you. <laughs> we'll call it the the hurry up the hurry up support group. There you go. It just rolls off the tongue, you know. The two minute, the two minute support group, or the fourth and inches support group. That's good. That's about all I have for support. So two minutes. <laughs> okay. So moving right along here, uh, we've got another Southern team, New Orleans. They're hosting Buffalo this week. Buffalo is making things interesting, but I just think New Orleans has a little bit too much offensive firepower, and I'm not yeah. buying uh, Thaddeus Lewis or. E.J. Manuel or Jeff Toole or whoever it might be, a quarterback for Buffalo this week. New Orleans defense has looked a little bit better than they have in years past. I think it all adds up to New Orleans winning by a little more than a touchdown. I'll say New Orleans 31, Buffalo 23. Yeah, I think New Orleans could win as much by as, by as much as two touchdowns. I just think they're going to overpower this Buffalo team and just pull away from them in the second half. Thaddeus Lewis is a nice story. Uh, I really only like him as a second quarterback option. I'd start Fred Jackson, but tread lightly with C.J. Spiller, maybe a flex option. He's still dinged up. They're not totally sure he's going to play. I'd start Stevie Johnson, and that's about it. I know you're uh, obviously a big Cowboy fan. Tashard Choice, Mm -hmm. former Cowboy. I like Tashard Choice. Something helps happens to C.J. Spiller or – Jackson to the point where they can't play, would you take a flyer on choice as a flex option in a deeper league? Absolutely. I, I'm a big Tashard Choice fan. And also, if you really need a tight end and you're kind of strapped, Scott Chandler, very consistent option. He just doesn't get as many targets as some of the other names, but he's not a bad fill-in. Yeah, I, I picked him up in a, in a league this week where I had Antonio Gates on a by mm-hmm. TJ Yates is another guy who's you know, he's not consistent or he's not putting up points consistently, but every second or third week he'll have a good game and you'll wish you'd mm-hmm. started him over over some bigger name that uh, didn't have a good week. But yeah. anyway, uh, New Orleans, start quarterback Drew Brees, start running back Darren Sproles, wide receiver Marcus Colston, tight end Jimmy Graham, questionable with a knee injury. If he's healthy enough to play, start him. Kicker Garrett Hartley is a good start. Running back Pierre Thomas, flex option, wide receivers, Lance Moore and Kenny Stills, decent flex options, Lance Moore still probable with that hand injury. Start the Saints defense. Running back Mark Ingram, still questionable with a toe injury, keep him out of your lineup. Same thing with Kerry Robinson, 
in tight end Ben Watson. And all in all, I, I think New Orleans uh, keeps rolling this week. All right, fair enough. I think uh, I think it's one of the few games we agree on. <laughs> all right. This next game, I, I have a feeling we're going to agree on. Dallas at Detroit. I think we could probably agree that this will not be one of the bigger defensive matchups of the day. Both these mm-hmm. teams can really light up the scoreboard, and it's just a question of who is going to light it up more. I think you flip a coin, but I'll go with Dallas to win this game. I'll say Dallas 31, Detroit 28 on the strength of Dallas having a slightly better defense than Detroit with uh, the emphasis on slightly. I like Dallas a little more than you. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I I think that maybe this could be a, a little bigger of a win for them. But with Dallas, you know, they don't particularly like to make things easy. And it's not like they really set the world on fire last week against the Eagles. What a mess of a game that was. The ball for them. Their wide receivers are all dinged up. And Brian Austin, who's... It's okay. We'll tape them together. We'll form one hybrid wide receiver. It'll be able to catch and run. It'll be totally fine. So William Beasley. (laughs) Yes. William Beasley. We'll just type in the jersey. It'll be it'll be no problem. Right. We'll (laughs) we'll just have the name going all around the jersey, and we'll take some of their numbers and divide it by four, and it'll be like eighty-three and a half. No. Austin has a number in the teens, so that would drift and, it down and to the And somehow they'll right? still get single covered, and it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> but, okay. All right. So who do you like uh, for uh, Dallas to start this? Well, week? even even though the wide receiving core is basically all injured, I think you still have to start a few of them because you have really not a lot of candidates available this week, thanks to all the buys. Um, I am starting Tony Romo. I'm going to start Joseph Randall. Start Des Bryant and Terrence Williams as long as they can walk onto the field. Uh, I'm going to start Jason Witten for sure and kicker Dan Bailey, but I'm not starting the defense this week. For Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford is an obvious start, running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, who just made that ridiculous catch and triple coverage last week for one of his two touchdowns. Yeah, we don't. Calvin Johnson could be multiple people taped together, just squished inside a jersey. We don't know for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he seems maybe they can just quintuple cover him wherever they go, and then Chris Durham will just be uncovered the whole game and just catch, you know, as many passes as uh, Vincent Jackson would have thrown at him. But uh, maybe. anyway, so for flex options, Joyke Bell, Chris Durham, Brandon Pettigrew, and Joseph Foria, David Akers, and it made me kind of sad that the Lions cut uh, Tony Shuffler this week, but yeah. cut him indeed they did. And yeah, wide receiver Kevin Ogletree and Ryan Boyles sit them, and Nate Wilson will miss another week. So he's out, and I wouldn't start their defense this week either. This, this should be an entertaining game between uh, two teams yeah. with similar team colors, but uh, in the end, I think this, the road team this gets This match always makes me feel like it's Thanksgiving, even though they don't play each other on Thanksgiving, but I'm just used to seeing those teams back-to-back, you know? Yeah, that's true. And in all likelihood, they'll both be wearing the colors that they would wear on Thanksgiving, too, since yeah. it's a Detroit home game. But if Detroit really wanted to mess everybody up, they should come out in their uh, road white uniforms and just protect oh, no. the team. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Especially because Kevin Ogletree used to be a cowboy. That could get very confusing. <laughs> yes. That could get confusing in a hurry. So, <laughs> so now that we've talked about your team, time to talk about my team, the Giants yeah. are... Last week, the the Cowboys had the pleasure of winning at Philadelphia. This week, the Giants had the opportunity to win at Philadelphia. Unfortunately, even though they're better with uh, John Beeson and Peyton Hillis and some of the other veterans that they brought in, I just don't see it happening. I think Michael Vick will be healthy enough to play, replace Nick Foles. I think it all adds up to a close game, but I'll pick the Eagles to win based on having home field. I'll say Philadelphia 28, New York 24. Picking Philly to win at home is like the worst option ever. They haven't won at home in over a calendar year, I think. Not good. But uh, I'm actually going to take your Giants to win by a touchdown. I don't think Michael Vick makes it through this whole game. And I think Eli Manning is going to redeem himself. And I'm I'm going to go heavy on Eli Manning. I'm even going to start Peyton Hillis. Throw those stupid little slant patterns all day. Uh, start Victor Cruz. He did get a touchdown Nick. last week, as I predicted. 
He did. You were right. Keepy, though, it might be. They should really have given that touchdown to John Connor, but that's beside the point. Eh, you never know. Maybe they did in the locker room secretly. <laughs> Maybe they're sharing a jersey. Yeah, it's the same Possibly. person. Kind of they are. Um, and at least we know now that uh, the Giants are not retiring Armand Bradshaw's number anytime soon. Since no, they gave it to Peyton Hillis. And, you know, we'll see how long the Peyton Hillis experience lasts, but I'm going to go with it this week. Uh, like I said, start Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, and I'll even start Ruben Randall this week. I think they're gonna they're gonna throw some put up some passing yards here on this Eagles defense. I am not starting the tight end, kicker, or defense though. For Philadelphia, I would start running back with Sean McCoy and Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver, quarterback Michael Vick, probable with a hamstring. I think you have to start him, especially in two quarterback leagues this week against that Giants defense. Wide receiver Riley Cooper had a good game last week. He and Jason Avant both had a lot of targets. Start both of those guys as flex options. Tight end Zach Ertz seems to have taken over as the primary throwing target for the Philadelphia tight end. Kicker Alex Henry is a good start. The defense, I think, is worth starting. Nick Foles probably not going to play, and tight end Brent Selleck probably will play. But as I mentioned, he seems to be falling Not off well. the fancy radar pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. So, I hope you're right about weird. the Giants winning, but I'm not holding my breath here. It'll be it'll be an interesting game. It's always interesting between the Giants and the Eagles. Interesting is usually a euphemism for scary when it's your team that's playing the interesting game, but we'll see. True. I mean, I'd like to believe I, in the Giants turning their season well, around. If, and if nothing else, you get a lot of good start. old highlights from this matchup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even so. if you don't get good football today, you'll still get some good clips from the past. So you got that going for you. Yeah, Randall Cunningham eluding <laughs> Carl Banks and uh, yeah. Lawrence Taylor, that, that, that warms the cackles for sure. So <laughs> Anyway, um, next game up, we've got the other New York team, the Jets, on the road against Cincinnati in the first of the late games on Sunday. The Jets, they're such a yo-yo team. If I pick them, they, mm-hmm. they lose. If I pick against them, they win. So um, I think you flip a coin on this, but again, I'll give Cincinnati the edge since they're at home. I'll say Cincinnati wins this by a field goal. I'll say Cincinnati 27, New York 24. I have to agree. I think Cincinnati's going to win by a field goal. I just, I'm just i very underwhelmed by this game. Neither of these teams make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but fantasy-wise, you got to start some of these guys this week. Uh, Geno Smith's more a second quarterback option for me. I'm okay starting Chris Ivory. Bella Powell's more a borderline flex option for me. Uh, I'm okay starting Jeremy Curley, maybe David Nelson as a flex. Uh, I like tight end Jeff Cumberland. Staying away from the kicker in defense, though. So. You didn't mention Stephen Hill, my my personal favorite Jets receiver. Oh, I didn't I didn't mean to leave him out. I apologize. I do like Stephen Hill, though. Okay, just wanted to check. And San Antonio <laughs> Holmes, still, you're, you're going to leave like him on your Stephen bench. Hill. I am leaving San Antonio Holmes on my bench. I'm going to leave him in San Antonio, actually. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one of these weeks I'll actually call him San Antonio, but uh, probably not. Only when he only when he starts playing again. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so I'll probably be calling him San Antonio the rest of the season. So I think so. Anyway, it looks that way. For Cincinnati, Giovanni Bernard and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. You never know who's up and who's down from week to week. I would start. Giovanni Bernard and treat Ben Jarvis Green Ellis more as a flex option. Wide receiver A.J. Green, arguably one of the top two or three wide receivers in all football, along with Des Bryant and Calvin Johnson right now. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Andy Dalton, yeah, I think you have to start him in a deeper league as a second quarterback at least. Wide receivers Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones are both startable as flex options, although keep an eye on Jones because he's listed as questionable with a shoulder injury. Tight ends Jermaine Gresham and Tyler Eifert are both decent flex options in deeper leagues. Kicker McHugin is good to start, and I'd also start Cincy's defense. All right. I can live with it. So did you pick a winner in that game or no? Yeah, I took Cincinnati by three as well. I don't okay. know if it'll be that high scoring as you think, but I don't think it'll be uh, 
I mean, I guess I guess it'll be a good game to watch because it'll be close, but this is not a matchup I'm super excited about. No. Actually, I'm not super excited about Most many of, the of these games this week. <laughs> I think the Dallas-Detroit game could be the most entertaining game of the but that's not really saying much. Whoever, big uh, raspberry for the schedule maker for this week. I mean, I know yeah, you can't plan this out in advance, but uh, there, there's some pretty serious mismatches and who cares games this week. But I mean, I anyway. like Dallas and Detroit. I like Miami, New England, and I like the Giants and Eagles. Uh, but that's maybe Washington, Denver is pretty much all I'm interested in in the afternoon. That could be a good game. That's, that should I be think a high-scoring game. That. Yeah, I think that'll be, that might be the shootout we envisioned for some games last week, but we'll get there. Like the Washington-Chicago game. Exactly. <laughs> Although I, I seem to recall we had different opinions on the winner of that game, but uh, we, yeah. we don't want to dredge that up, I'm guessing. So, anyway. Hey, Cutler, see you in four weeks. Thanks for all your help. Yeah. Well, you know, McCown didn't do bad, but badly. He didn't do great either. But, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> no, that's true. But anyway, so Pittsburgh at Oakland. I, yeah. I tell you, Pittsburgh, they seem to have gotten their act together, and Oakland, especially if Terrell Pryor's not uh, firing on all cylinders. I, I like Pittsburgh to win this game. I still think it'll be reasonably close, but I'll pick Pittsburgh to get their third win of the season and, and beat Oakland. I'll say Pittsburgh 24, Oakland 20. I'm taking Pittsburgh by six. I think this will be uh, one of the lower scoring matchups of the day. I just It's hard to get excited about these teams right now. I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh looks like they're starting to get it together, but they're not all the way there yet. Um, I like Big Ben more as a second quarterback option. I'm okay starting Bell, uh, Antonio Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders is more of a flex option for me. But, again, in kind of a thin week, you could start him if you're, you're starting a couple of wide receivers. Don't make him your one or your two. Um, but I, I wouldn't start the defense. Oakland will score some points, especially if Terrell Pryor is out there. He's going to run. But it's just the Oakland offense is a little – it's hard to pin down. Well. I, I'm just not a big fan of their offense other than running back Darren oh. McFadden. I just don't think there's anybody there that is really worth starting. Quarterback Terrell Pryor, weird. if he plays and you're really desperate for a second quarterback in a, in a deep league because of buys, okay. And wide receiver Denarius Moore, I could sign off on that as a flex option. The defense, maybe. Uh, the other running backs, Marcel Reese, Rashad Jennings, no. Wide receiver Rod Streeter, no. Michael Rivera, tight end, no. And Sebastian Janikowski, no. So, really, there's. I, I'd much rather be starting uh, Pittsburgh players in this game than Oakland players. Yeah, and I'd much rather be watching a different game than watching that game, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. The, the Denver-Washington game, uh, that could be fun to watch. But uh, Yeah, I think, I think that's the game to watch in the afternoon, or the late right. Sunday. Right. So next game up, um, Atlanta at Arizona. This is another game that I'm not particularly uh, keen no. to, to watch, but somebody's got to win it. And even though Atlanta still has Arizona still has more wins than Atlanta, I think Atlanta catches up. These are yeah, these are teams trending in different directions. I think yeah, you could well, say. I think they're both trending out of the playoffs. And that too. Uh, I'll. I'll pick Atlanta to win this 20 to 17, just because one of the two teams has to win. But uh, I'm not really buying Harry Douglas and and their makeshift offense. I mean, other than Harry Douglas and you know, Jacquez Rogers, they really had no offense to speak of last week. And yeah. even if they get Stephen Jackson back, uh, I'm not terribly impressed. Yeah, it's it's just this Atlanta team isn't working right now, and. It doesn't look like you're going to have Roddy White this week. It's not real pretty. I I can't argue too much with your score. I think Atlanta may score a little bit more. Arizona just kind of seems like a little bit of a pushover right now. No offense to Arizona fans, but it's not great out there. Um, I do think Steven Jackson's an interesting uh, start this week with six teams on a bye. So I'd go ahead and start him. I think he's hungry, and before he got hurt, he looked all right. 
Um, I am obviously starting Matt Ryan. Start Jaquiz Rogers. <laughs> start Harry Douglas. Start Tony Gonzalez. I'm going to car- start kicker Matt Bryant. I think he'll he'll get a little bit of work this week, and you got to start some of these kickers. Unfortunately, there aren't a ton of high-scoring games this week, so it's not as easy to pick them out. But I'm staying away from the defense, although if you're really desperate, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's not the worst matchup in the world. Uh, there are just obviously a few better matchups if you're looking for defenses. So for Arizona, I would start wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, even though he's had a very up-and-down season, mostly down. It's probable mm-hmm. with a hamstring injury, but it's still worth starting. Start the defense. Carson Palmer, second quarterback. Rashard Mendenhall, questionable with a toe injury, which probably means you know, that he's a flex option at best. Wide receivers Michael Floyd and Andre Roberts, just not consistent enough to be anything more than flex options. Tight end Rob Hausler seems to be healthy and back in the mix. If you're desperate for a, a bye week filling, he's okay. I'd stay away from running back Andre Ellington and kicker Jay Feely, though. Arizona kind of feels like the island of misfit toys right now. Like, you got names out there who are not, you know, were good players at one point, and now they're just kind of, like, floundering. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's Bad. Yeah, there's there's not much to make them interesting as far as watching those. You know, they've got a good second... They've got some interesting players in their secondary, but, of course, you know, nobody... Watches tunes into a People game. People really nobody tune I know tunes into watch a game. I, want, watch I, I don't understand why. <laughs> no, I can't. Somehow, Maybe just because they're not the big draw. Yeah, if they offered you all the views on the on the football field, though, I'm guessing not too many people would pick secondary cam. But no, but it might be interesting to see. It might be. I guess it would depend if you're shooting from in back of them or towards them. Towards them yeah. might be interesting, but still, I think I'd pass. We might have just invented a new thing for football, the secondary cam. This could take off. Well, if Cam Newton ever becomes a backup quarterback somewhere, then he'd be a secondary cam. <laughs> that would probably be a good secondary cam to watch, too. <laughs> that would be. So I, I bet you that uh, some teams like Cleveland and Minnesota wish they had a secondary cam right now, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So anyway... So. So now we get to a game that should actually be interesting to talk about, and that's Washington at Denver. Uh, Shootout. Uh, Denver last week, that was that was uh, disappointing to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't blame that on on uh, Ronnie Hillman so much as I do on their on their defense. You know what but, it was? They got they got very overwhelmed with Jacob Tammy's homecoming to Indianapolis. I mean, a lot of people really were hyped up about that, and that's, I think, what did them in. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably was. Peyton Manning seemed to be so much. by that. I mean, too. who who even is Peyton Manning? But Jacob Tammy, there was a lot of emotion there for people. <laughs> yeah, there really was. Uh, unfortunately, he, he didn't uh, carry his team to victory. I'm not sure if he even uh, caught any I don't passes. even know if he played, but... <laughs> I don't think he did, but, but he yeah, was it was there. <laughs> the aura of his returning to the stadium... That uh, did it. Although Jim Irsay, for some reason, didn't find it fitting to seek fit to comment on him, but uh, no, it, anyway, was, it, it was yeah, just too too hard for him to talk about. It's still so fresh. He got so choked up. He figured he'd go after the easier target and Peyton Manning. Exactly. Man, I guess. That's a no-brainer. Oh, right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, for this game, I, I foresee another high-scoring game here, but this time I think Denver gets the best of it. Uh, I think their offense is a little bit more potent than Washington's, and yeah. I'll pick them. You know, given that and the fact that they're at home, in spite of their 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 defense, I'll pick Denver to win by a score of 42 to 34. I agree with you. I think Denver may win. I I just I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to end up a lot like the the Dallas Denver game was, only without Denver being down by so much. So I think this is going to be a big bounce-back week. Whoever was going to play Denver after that Indy game really was pretty unlucky, and it happens to be Washington. So I hope they enjoyed their win last week because it's not happening again this week. Um, But Washington's definitely going to put up points. I would stay away from both of these defenses. But definitely start RG3. I'd start Alfred Morris. Roy Hallou, even as a flex option this week, especially in a thinner week, not a terrible idea. 
I like Pierre Garçon, Leonard Hankerson, Santana Moss, not San Antonio, but Santana Moss. <laughs> um, I like I like tight end Jordan Reed. I mean, he's really come on come on the last yeah, few weeks. I'm excited about nice him. Up. He's a tight end from Florida who's not in jail. Yeah, I mean, that's a rare breed, so you got to hang on to him when you can find him. Um, so definitely start him and start kicker Kai Forbath. He's going to kick a lot of extra points and field goals. What do you think? I, I just wish that Fred Davis were healthy, but that's not happening. Or at least yeah. it, it definitely seems like Jordan Reed has supplanted him there as, as the primary tight end. For Denver, yeah. Peyton Manning is listed as questionable with an ankle injury. He didn't practice today, but you know, in all likelihood he'll play, start him. Running back, no Sean, I don't suck Moreno is <laughs> worth starting. Wide receiver, LaShawn McCoy is never going to live that down. Wide receivers, Demarius nope. Thomas, Wes Welker, and Eric Decker are all worth starting if they're healthy. Welker's currently listed as questionable with an ankle injury. Decker currently listed as questionable with a toe injury. Tight end Julian Thomas, definitely the biggest, one of the uh, biggest fantasy surprises uh, Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. He's worth starting. Kicker Matt Prater worth starting. Ronnie Hillman, flex option. Monty Ball, no. Defense, no. Yeah, this is not a game to find defensive matchups in, that's for sure. No, no. I picked mm-hmm. up, you'll, you'll probably disagree with this, but I actually picked up Cleveland's defense as a bye No, I actually, I like, I like Cleveland's weeks. defense this week. I don't think this is, Kansas City's going to run all over them. I like Cleveland's defense, so, you know, a fair amount of weeks, but I think this is a decent matchup for them. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just thought they were a good uh, bye week fill in, so we'll see how that yeah, works out. I, can, I, so, I won't fight you too much on that one, actually. <laughs> so, and next game up is the, the Sunday night game, which should be dreadful, mm-hmm. and that's Green Bay at Minnesota. Yeah. I just, I think this is a three-touchdown victory, more or less, for Green Bay. Um, I would say pretty that's, much start whoever... And that's even without and, half their wide receivers and their starting tight end. I mean, yeah, I mean, who knew about uh, Jared Boykin all of a sudden? Yeah. He looks like he's uh, worth starting, but uh, I'll say Green Bay wins this 34-14, to 14, and hopefully Minnesota remembers that Adrian Peterson is actually on their team and that he's, you know, that they should give him the ball once in a while. If not, maybe Green Bay should just have a, a Peterson jersey ready in case he just wants to walk down the hall and, and play for a team that will run the ball. <laughs> right. I, just, I don't know what Minnesota's doing. I don't. They clearly don't. They don't even know who's going to play quarterback this week. But uh, luckily I get to talk about the Green Bay side I'm of things this week. I'm betting on Joe Walsh. I'm not, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe it'll be me. I don't know. I am day-to-day with a cold, but I think Joe I might Wagner, be able Joe to do Walsh. it. <laughs> and by the way, I figured out Carl Mix. That's the Tampa Bay offensive uh, lineman, so that's why I got confused last week. Oh, there you Instead go. That's good. Mixed, at least you figured so it out. There was actually – I did figure it out. I don't know when that came to me, but uh, just thought I'd throw that in there in case anybody was still thinking about that like I was. <laughs> I'm sure people were. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, too. Lots of sleepless nights over that. So, anyway, who do you like for Green Bay this week? Uh, everybody. Um, <laughs> I except for Michael Finley. Except for Michael Finley. Um, unless you're playing in an ICU league. But uh, definitely Aren't start Aaron Rodgers. conference, or am I imagining that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, start Eddie Lacy. Start Jordy Nelson. Start James Jones. Like you mentioned, start Jarrett Boykin. Uh, start kicker Mason Crosby. You could probably start the defense. Uh, pretty much if somebody were to sign with Green Bay tomorrow, you could probably still start them. How about tight end Andrew Corliss? I mean, he's already signed with Green Bay, but would you start him if he's filling in for Finley this week? Uh, yeah, it's not a bad waiver wire pickup. All right, Minnesota, in spite of his missing in action, a performance last week, I would start Adrian Peterson. He's listed as questionable in a hamstring injury, but you can be fairly certain he's going to play even if he's not going to hit 2,500 yards this season. Tight end Kyle Rudolph, the only other guy I would definitely start. Quarterback Christian Ponder, if, if, if you really need a second quarterback in a deeper league, I'm okay with him. Wide receivers Jerome Simpson and Greg Jennings, decent flex options. Josh Freeman, stay away. Matt Castle, stay away. 
Cordero Patterson, Joe Webb, Jerry Wright, stay away. Tight end John Carlson, stay away. Blair Walsh Project, stay away, and stay away from the Vikings defense, too. Poor Minnesota. Just not, yeah, they were another one of my favorite teams as a kid, and they're, they're, uh, just, they're just not doing anything worthwhile this, this week or this year. No, and the Monday night game is not going to get better for us either. <laughs> no. So Seattle and St. Louis, I know there's some people that always like to, to pick um, Monday night underdogs. But, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, Monday night, home underdogs, but I, I think you can throw that out the window for this game, especially if Kellen Clemens is quarterbacking St. Louis. I'll pick Seattle to win this game by uh, somewhere between three and four touchdowns. I'll say Seattle 35, St. Louis 10. This, this could be one of the more dreadful games right on the heels of, uh, you know, of uh, point spread-wise. It'll probably be up yeah. there with the Denver-Jacksonville game, which turned out not to be all that bad. But I, hey, I if you're on the East Coast, you won't have to stay up late for this one. <laughs> no, watch the first quarter, true. you'll be fine. That's true. So yeah, who do you it, like for uh, Seattle? Uh, again, pretty much everybody. Uh, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Sidney Rice, Golden Tate. You could start Doug Baldwin as a flex option. Uh, Steven Hauschka, the kicker, definitely start him, start the defense, start the water guy, start the guy who's doing the laundry for the Seahawks this week. You didn't mention Zach Miller. I'm okay on Zach Miller. I think he has some other tight end options, though. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Speaking Zach Miller. tight end options for St. Louis, Jared Cook, tight end, is the only guy I would start on that team. Zach Stacy, flex option, Chris Givens, Brian Quick, Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin, flex options, uh, quarterback, Kellen Clemens, no, Sam Bradford, IR, obviously don't start him for the rest of the season or you're a fool. Running back, Daryl Richardson, don't start him. Wide receiver, Austin Pettis, no, and tight end, Lance Kendricks, no. All right. I just, St. I just want St. Louis to be good. I want them to be at least competitive, and it's just not happening. No, it's definitely not happening. So, anyway, we still have a few minutes left. So, I thought something fun to go over would be just by position. Who are some of your favorite uh, your your favorite uh, surprises and disappointments this season? And then, if you want to, you know, if there's still some time left, we can uh, quickly run through the divisions and, and see you know who we think at this point in the season our, our playoff teams would be. So why don't we start with quarterback? Who's your biggest uh, positive surprise for quarterback this year, and who's your uh, biggest disappointment? I guess from where I thought he would be, I think Geno Smith is doing a lot better than I expected him to. Agreed. Uh, he's he's been a viable fantasy candidate a lot of weeks, even with some tough matchups. And I was not a fan of his. I'm still not totally sold on it, but I think he's a safer fantasy bet than I ever expected he could have been this season. And how about uh, disappointment? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a tough Word one to begin. narrow down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say again from where I thought they would be, Joe Flacco. I yeah. Yeah. Not. Um, not Anywhere where he should, where he was being drafted, where he should have been drafted, how he should have been playing, the fact that he was winning a Super Bowl last year, and this is how he's playing now. Awful. For disappointment, I'm going to go with Eli just because he's thrown way too many That's interceptions, true. and you know even Tom Brady hasn't really been Brady-like this season. No. So he's if been, you've drafted him as a kind of top ordinary. three or four fantasy quarterback, you're probably not too happy with uh, how he's been doing. And I would say on the positive side, um, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of positive surprises. I mean, maybe Cam Newton <laughs> a little bit. You know, yeah. You know, E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith. You know, of course, E.J. Manuel has been hurt most of the season. Yeah, there's nothing that really sticks out at me and says, you know, this, this this is good. You know, Ben Roethlisberger's been a disappointment. Yeah, mm-hmm. just too many, many more disappointments than uh, teams to, to get excited about. It's a shame. I mean, Chad Henney has been somewhat of a, a 
Love Chad. A pleasant surprise, but uh, no, nobody I know is starting him in any leagues. So that's probably a good thing. Probably. So, how about running back? Uh, biggest pleasant surprise and biggest disappointment. Biggest pleasant surprise. I'm going to say Eddie Lacy. We were excited about him in the preseason, and he's actually kind of lived up to billing, especially on a Green Bay team that was not run favorable for a while. Mm-hmm. He's sort of he's he's made them a more balanced offense, which is good. They needed that. Uh, disappointment wise. Man, where do you start? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, Probably with I mean, the first you could, two running backs taken in most drafts, Adrian Peterson yeah. and uh, and uh, Doug Martin. Ray Rice. Yeah, Doug Martin. I Ray mean, Rice. I, you, yeah. You can take any, really half of the running backs who are starting the league, you could say are a disappointment right now, easily. Yeah. I'd say on the positive side, I would go with Sean Moreno is probably the yeah. biggest uh Positive you were all you were on my case a couple of weeks ago saying he was the guy. You were like, oh no no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't sold on on that yet, but uh, I'm, I've I've bought in and he's actually on at least one of my fantasy teams now. So uh, I've I've drunk the the Kool Aid on, on on him. But uh, as far as disappointments, probably all the guys that we mentioned, Ray Rice. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is another guy that you know after he. You know, was the, healthy uh, enough to play. He's been somewhat of a a good um, surprise, but uh, mm-hmm. just yeah, I don't know. I, I was expecting more too out of uh, Giovanni Bernard, but for some reason, yeah, you know, that's not happening. Stephen Ridley was somebody I thought would be you know, better this season. Uh, David Wilson was on pretty much every fantasy team I own and hasn't done much. So, yeah, lots no. of disappointments there. Disappointments all around. Arian Foster, Chris mm-hmm. Johnson, pretty much any big-name running back has been a disappointment this season. Yeah, it's it's a weird year for running backs. Okay, wide receiver, um, biggest pleasant surprise and biggest di- disappointment. I'll, I'll start it. I'll, I'll say Julian... Edelman has probably been the biggest um, positive surprise for me so far. And disappointments, gosh, uh, again, quite a few. I, I would say probably Dwayne Bowe has been my biggest disappointment. Roddy White, you know, obviously hasn't been healthy, but you know, he's been a disappointment. You know, I, I don't know. They're, they're just... I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting some. Tandon Doss has started to mm-hmm. you know play a little bit better, yeah, but probably not well enough to be on this list. Uh, how about you? Who's on your list? Ruben Randall. My that's big, another one. I would yeah. say he's been a positive surprise. But uh, all right, who's who's on your list? Uh, I think Terrence Williams probably at the top of my list for for best surprise. Obviously, a little bit of a homer pick as a Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah. Biggest disappointment for sure, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I really thought the whole Carson Palmer thing was going to work out a lot better than it did. Uh, I also think we should give props to A.J. Green for still putting up as many points as he is on a team that looks like a train wreck. (laughs) Well, yeah, Julio Jones was matching his stride for stride before he got hurt. uh, He can't stride right now, that broken foot. No, he can't. Yeah, he's right. No striding for him. No, not at all. So, but you know, Danny Amendola, we talked a little bit about him before. Yeah. I think he's been a disappointment. Eric Decker has been, you know, I mean, he's not putting up quite the numbers that you would hope for, but he's definitely well, not falling off West the map like you thought he would in Denver when mm-hmm. they signed Wes Welker. He's still getting, still you know, a lot. yeah, he's still a pretty decent fantasy start most weeks. So. How about uh, tight ends? I think we touched on this before, but uh, Julian Thomas is a pretty obvious uh, positive surprise. But anybody else that comes to mind for you? Uh, Jeff Cumberland's been really nice out in uh, New York. That's very kind of out of out of the blue for me. Jordan Cameron, yeah. we did talk about a lot in preseason, was good. Um, mentioned Jordan Reed think? before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jordan Reed is you know was a good call you know before. Yeah, Zach Miller, I, I think, has yeah, done even, better than... Yeah, even I've started least... him a lot of weeks, and I am not a Zach Miller fan. No, so, yeah, that's that's um, going pretty well. On the, let's 
with skip kickers because that's mainly a function of the. Uh, we actually are uh, about out of time. Uh, but I'll pick so defense. We'll I'll, defense. I'll say the Jets <laughs> have been the best uh, positive surprise so far. How about you? Uh, I guess I can agree with that. I think there are a lot okay. of disappointments on defense, unfortunately. But we want to hear what right. you have to think about it. Uh, feel free to hit us up all over social media. I'll give you that information in just a minute. We will be back again next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter all week long at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. You can find me at JKIM16 and Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can always email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and hopefully you'll all find a good game to watch this week because it's going to be pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Good luck in all your Take leagues, care, guys. Everyone. Bye.